too many gangsters doing dirty deeds Too much corruption and crime in the streets It's time the long arm of the law put a few more in the ground Send them all to the maker and he'll settle on down You can bet he'll settle down Justice is the one thing you should always find You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back at the local saloon And we'll raise up our glasses against evil forces Saying, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses And welcome back to part two of the main event My name's Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage, I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, especially since my uh, subject matters have been crammed into one hour the last few weeks. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to get some information uh, on real estate financing, buying, refinancing, reverse mortgages, and you want to talk to someone who thinks like you, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo and do the cyber thing. So uh, if you weren't with us in the first half, uh, my guest today is uh, Chad Bianco, the super sheriff of Riverside County. And uh, we're talking about stuff going on and how how uh, how Chad leads our uh, leads our our army of police officers and and uh, bureaucrats in the uh, in the law enforcement side of the government and uh, getting some getting some. Uh, some insight from him. Chad, welcome back. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so we talked about uh, the Airbnb thing, and I have a couple notes here on some little, look, some stuff that just is a burr in my saddle. Um, tinted glass. You know, it used to be you couldn't have your your uh, your side windows and the drivers on the in the front windows on a car. You couldn't have them tinted past a certain amount, and and I know why that you know it's for safety for them to see and us to, and for people to see in um now it's everybody's got blacked out windows and and i personally i pull up at a stoplight and i carry a gun and but i don't know who's who's sitting next to me at the at the light he could have a gun up to his window pointing at me and i don't know What's your, you know, I, I know it's pro- I know what probably the answer is is probably you just uh, don't have enough force to to enforce all this stuff. So hey, if we know we're not going to get arrested, we don't. We just do whatever we want. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that because we we certainly all of our cities, especially our contract cities, uh, we have traffic enforcement teams, and and those those individuals are looking for moving infractions and vehicle infractions, equipment infractions. Uh, to pull people over. And window tint obviously is a big one. And the the overall goal of any type of tra- traffic enforcement, despite what people believe that we have quotas and a moneymaker, it doesn't make money and we don't have quotas. It's it's about public safety. We do DUI checkpoints for public safety. We, we pull over people for running stop signs because it's about public safety. It's about uh, stopping accidents and preventing accidents and preventing vehicle deaths. So the, the deal with window tint is, is twofold. Number one, if your windows are tinted, especially if they're blacked, you can't see out them as well as you can 
with a clear window, especially at night. So you're not going to see someone out of the out of the side, you know, your peripheral vision that's walking across the street. If they're not in a sidewalk, you're not going to see a car coming the other way. What if they don't have their lights on? Uh, there's there's many issues about tinted windows. And then um, part of us and with law enforcement, with with public safety and kind of what you said with you don't know what they're doing next to you. They could have a gun pointed at you when we're stopping a vehicle. We can't see inside. We don't know what we're walking up to. And, you know, perfect example of our, our the end of last year, losing the deputy on a traffic stop. Um, that didn't have anything to do with tinted windows, but that was just a, a generic law enforcement stop for expired registration. And he was... He, he was murdered as soon as he got up to the car. So um, we like to be able to see inside. We want to see how many people are in the car, and we want to see if you're if you're holding a gun toward us. So um, window tint is. I will agree with you though. We don't have. If you put in perspective all of the other things that we have to deal with and that we respond to, window tint is minor. Uh, but it's still still against the law. It's one of those things. But we do, even though there's tons of it out there, we do pull people people over for it. It's a fix-it ticket. Uh, if you remove it, it's only a, a $20 fix-it ticket. If not, then you, you pay a larger fine. Yeah, I know. Uh, I drove from Marino Valley to uh, Riverside yesterday, and I think, I think uh, five out of seven cars – just to use a, a round number, because I at one point I was going, okay, let's count how many people we can't see who's driving these things, and you know, one, two, three, oh, there's one I can see. Okay, that's the next two. It's it's like that's like the in thing to do. Yeah, it maybe is. so you can't tell. So they can smoke weed while they're driving, and no one can tell. Well, I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with you there. Okay, so let's talk about. Uh, we've all seen the. Uh, the video of the 7-Eleven where the uh, where the uh, in Stockton where the where the two guys uh, beat the crap out of the guy that was uh, that was saying hey there's nothing you can do about it I'm t- just stay away from me or I'm gonna shoot you guys and uh, one guy grabs the guy and the other guy hits him with a stick um, and then of course everyone's talking about hey they're they're gonna look at him for for uh, investigating into what they did to this this guy in their 7-Eleven. And and I know uh, our friend Ali Mazari, our late our late friend Ali Mazari, um, used to tell me that hey, you know what? You can't do anything. You can't do anything. People come in and steal stuff from you, and then you call the cops and they say we can't we can't arrest them. And he goes, then uh, someone came in and got and got a you know a a, a Red Bull and stuck it in a bag and hit my clerk in the face with it and uh, and they're injuring our, our employees and there's nothing we can do about it. What's the solution there? Yeah, I, I had that uh, that conversation with Ali because of that incident and um, it, it's a little bit of misinformation, it's a little bit of, of, of headlines, you only read the headline and, and you walk away with that as your, uh, as your, your entire view of the, of the situation. We don't want anybody thinking that there's nothing you can do. We want we want these business owners calling us when someone's stealing something because uh, whether it's a whether it's an infraction or whether it's it, the state has made it not a crime uh, or whether it's enough to be a felony, uh, we will we will force um, the the full extent of the law on that person. And even if 
it is something that, um, you know, in, in, in Los Angeles, they would get a ticket, if anything. Uh, they're going to go to jail in Riverside County. We don't, we're not playing those games. Uh, you may get a citation and get let out uh, the next day or, or even, you know, six hours, eight hours later, but you're not going, we're not going to just let you go. You, this is emboldening criminals. And this is what we're seeing. This is why, you know, that guy walked in with a trash can, just filling up that trash can because he knew that he was, he's been emboldened. Uh, nothing has ever happened to him in the past. And so he was destroying those people's livelihood and, and they have a right to protect their business and they have a right to stop them from doing it. And he fought with them and they, there was two of them luckily and they won. And I, I'm, I'm not, I, I can't advocate for, uh, for, for vigilanteism. Uh, but the reality is, is you can protect yourself and you can protect your store. And if these people are going to come in and they're going to steal from you, they're going to do it if they can get away with it. Uh, we've heard multiple times from people we've arrested in Riverside County uh, after they've they've done a, a, a smash and grab or, uh, you know, jewelry store robbery or something like that. We catch them here and we, we hunt them down until we do catch them. And their answer is always the same. They, they didn't know that we, we were enforcing the law and they didn't, they didn't know there were so many cops here. And how did we catch them so fast? Because they're used to it. They're used to having no, uh, there's no repercussions to bad behavior. And that liquor store video is a perfect example of where our legislators have gone and driven society is they have done nothing but embolden criminals and they've made the general public think that they just have to be willing victims and and we don't have to be so the people at home depot that lady that got fired for for uh for trying to stop the people that were stealing a basket full of stuff um and i think she got her job back mm -hmm. because there was so much publicity about around it but the uh i i just wonder why these big stores don't do what costco does and sam's club hey put one person that's checking checking uh receipts at the door just to hey you're not gonna you don't get to go out the door without checking in and maybe put maybe hire a, a security kind especially the big stores because you know it's it you know the big stores they're getting stolen blind and you know it's expensive to get armed guards or hey hire an outside company that's a contractor and if they if they engage and get hurt their contract employees you don't have to you don't have to uh uh, have the same responsibility their employer does, which I'm sure makes them more expensive. But you know, a little a little deterrent would stop would stop people from from stealing, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And, and this is this is a big uh, this is a big deep discussion. I mean, it could even be a rabbit hole of of what's completely wrong with our state. Is I get the uh, the position from these big store owners and and why they don't want their their employees stopping them they don't want them getting shot they don't want them getting hurt and then in the in the in the back story is they don't the politicians have made it so the chances are uh, nothing's going to happen to those criminals so do they want to put their employees in a position where they're going to get hurt or they're going to have to go to court when the ultimate is going to be probation and there's not going to be a consequence. And then the the whole issue with the state, that is the, that is our legislators that have done that to us, while at the same time making it easy for suspects to sue 
store owners and to sue law enforcement. They can come commit a crime in a store and if they get hurt on their way out of the store, it's the store's fault. If they fight with law enforcement when we are when we're trying to arrest them for criminal behavior and they pull a gun on us and shoot us and we shoot back, they're going to sue us for money. And it's legislators that have that have created this environment that emboldens bad behavior, it emboldens criminals taking away the consequences for that bad behavior. And it, everything's coming to a head right now, unfortunately. Yeah, people people don't realize that they vote. If they vote based on their personal experience, and they and they we everybody has to be seeing this stuff. There's no, I can't believe anybody in California is not not watching this stuff happen. If you vote your your party versus vote your life, that everybody everybody wants law and order. And hey, you know what? I don't like cops hassling me. Well, hey, you know what? Do you like uh, do you like you know, it's if you're if you're a position that you don't want to be harassed, do you want everybody else committing crimes? Yeah. And I guess and I and I say all this this thing about the no cash bail. Uh, you know, I'll quote Tony Beretta. Hey, you know, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And I don't care if oh well, the poor people they can't they can't afford the bail, so it's not fair because the rich people can pay the bail. They still got to pay it. They still got to pay it. Nobody likes to to shell out their money, whether they're rich or they're or they're poor. But you know, if you're poor, um, get a job. Yeah, there's there's those those arguments fall flat. The whole zero bail it, it makes absolutely no sense. It's it's just to what I mentioned earlier. It, it's in, it's emboldening criminals. It's causing criminal activity. It's increasing criminal activity. It's taking away all of the responsibility and the consequence for criminal activity, and it's you cannot um, venture outside your front door and know that California is going down uh, the drain relatively quickly as as it relates to public safety. And you hit it on the head. We voted for it. Whether you, you can do all the complaining that you want, you voted for all this. And if you didn't vote for it because you think your vote doesn't count, so you didn't vote at all, you contributed to it also because you know that's that's one of the beauties of our freedom is your vote does count. Uh, it, the only vote that doesn't count is the one not made. Yeah, the uh, I always and I and I've said said on this show for uh, a few years, people aren't leaving California because of the high taxes. We've always had high taxes. Yeah, they're higher than before, and of course. People don't recognize the, you know, two dollar increase in the price of gas as a tax. Well, hey, you know what? Biden's Biden doesn't want to raise taxes for people making less than four hundred. He raised taxes for everybody by cutting off our our energy production. But people are leaving California because of the crime. Absolutely, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else. It's just the crime, and we don't feel safe. So let's talk about the border. In June, you joined Ron DeSantis' coalition of more than ninety law enforcement off, officials nationwide who want their voices heard on the border crisis. The LA Times ran a story where an immigrant advocacy group slammed you guys. They said, by aligning himself with such a task force led by fascist governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, Sheriff Bianco has demonstrated a troubling disregard for the principles of justice, equality, and human rights. You say you've chosen to contribute to a climate of fear and discrimination. Care to respond? Yeah, that kind of goes with what you said this morning. So they're calling, they're calling number one, Anyone with a brain or common sense knows that DeSantis is the furthest thing from a fascist. Um, me causing fear in 
by who? By the people coming across the border? I, I don't understand how I'm causing fear. It's just um, I'm going to make myself an easy target if I'm standing up for uh, public safety and how it affects Riverside County. And the only thing they can do is is they could call me a racist. They can call me a bigot. They can call me all of these things that the reality is that anyone that, that knows me personally or even has been around me for a second knows that none of these things are true. And particularly even our Hispanic community in Riverside County, um, they the, the vast majority of them believe the same way the rest of us all believe. Um, they just want to care about their safety and, and whether or not law enforcement's there to protect them, which 100% we are. So uh, those 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 things are th those are for headlines and those are for emotion emotional responses. Uh, I, I don't listen to them. I don't really care. I, they ask me for comment about this. And, and as soon as you go to calling me names, um, you, you, you've you lost all of your credibility anyway. And I, I won't respond or engage in those yeah, things. Yeah, they say uh, you have a disregard for principles of justice, equality, and human rights. You know what? What is equality or human? You know, human rights, I think you're... You're there to, to protect our human rights, the law-abiding citizens' human rights over the criminals. And what does equality have to do? I think uh, I think the argument during uh, uh, the 13th Amendment to uh, to free the slaves was was uh, uh, equality under the law. Yeah, it wasn't mean equality. Didn't mean equity. It meant equality under the law. Yeah, there's this this whole equity thing is taken on a life of its own, and it doesn't mean what people think think it means. Uh, and as far as the border goes, we've been law enforcement has been you know beating this drum for for years, several years now. Well, actually, since 2020, about the the major 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 influx of unaccompanied minors with people that aren't their parents, and we've known about it forever the 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 new video the the new movie that's out is fantastic and you definitely should go see it because that's not a movie that is a that is a a true story based on real life that we are seeing constantly at the border with human trafficking uh, this is dealing with sex trafficking of minors uh, but it goes along with the the trafficking for work also the human trafficking element is either for work related issues for labor or it's sex trafficking and that is what we're dealing with in the law enforcement side and no one wants to tackle those issues because that's the reality and that those are the facts uh, they want to play on your emotions with you know making things into racism or something like that when it has nothing to do with it so you're saying uh, you're referring to the movie the sound of freedom um, so what you're saying is that what is demonstrated in that movie is real and not the Democrat, because at the end of the movie, uh, uh, Jim Caviezel comes on and says, Hey, I don't remember if it's Jim Caviezel, it's Tim Ballard, but, uh, Jim Caviezel plays Tim Ballard in the movie and, and they come on and, and ask you to donate so people can actually see this movie in the theaters. And, uh, you know, they put a little, uh, the little code you scan with your phone and you can donate donate so people that can't afford the tickets can go see it and have the same experience and the education and they say well this is just trying to make money this is this is really not real stuff that's happening you're saying it is real no, I, I'm telling you it is 100% real and every law enforcement officer knows it, particularly those that uh, that are around the borders uh, our government knows it too they're just they're refusing to acknowledge it Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about guns. Um, let's talk about guns. I'm, I'm skipping. I'm skipping through my notes. Um, the left is always saying that they're uh, 
that they're the problem, as we know. Um, after Monterey Park shooting last year, L.A. County started restricting gun and ammo sales, prohibiting guns on county properties. But then you have officials like L.A. County uh, D.A. George Gascon, uh, who refused to charge a suspect who could have been a legitimate school shooter. Uh, this guy threatened a school on social media while carrying around stolen guns. The chief of police in that city, Bell Gardens, was furious that he had to demand Gascon take another look at the case. Then finally, charges were actually filed. So here you have a potential school shooter who almost got off scot-free until the chief of police demanded action. That's just one case. I'm sure there are more. What are what are your thoughts when you see this happening? So there, are, it, it seriously shows the hypocrisy and the absolute lie that is gun control. Uh, the extreme far left, uh, a lot of the, the, even the moderate left, they don't want anyone to own guns. They want to confiscate guns. They want to take the, they want to eliminate the, the Second Amendment from our Constitution. And the hypocrisy, they don't care that criminals use guns. The reality of a gun, I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute fact. There has never been one case in human history where a gun committed a crime. A gun has never done anything. It is an evil criminal that is using a tool the same as he would a sword or a bat or a car or anything else. Guns don't commit crimes. Bad people commit crimes. And when the left refuses to prosecute or hold bad people accountable, but yet they want to take guns away from law-abiding citizens and residents that do not commit crimes, there's something completely absent and wrong with that, and it shows the hypocrisy of this entire argument. Uh, it, it's Gascon is another one that has absolutely no business being in the position of public safety that he is. Exactly. So I want to get to CCWs. So uh, last year, Supreme Court ruled that Second Amendment guaranteed the right to carry a gun in response to, uh, to a case in New York where authorities were trying to make CCW applicants show a special need for wanting to carry. After that ruling, you revised Riverside County guidelines by allowing CCW applicants to simply list personal protection as a reason for their permit request. Um, before that, people had to elaborate on their reason to justify uh, why they wanted to carry. Um, talk about why you scaled it back and what your thoughts on CCW are. That's a good question. And I, I don't want to say that I scaled it back. I changed the policy when I first came in because we 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 have we were abiding by the California state law. And it basically said, if you're going to use pub your own safety, if you're going to carry a gun for safety, you just had to elaborate it. It didn't say you had to give a, a what reason that had to be, or, or there was a, a scale of what it had to meet. You just had to give that answer. And so when I came in, that's what we changed. So once this ruling came about, it really didn't change anything that we were doing because I changed that in 2019. Uh, we have in Riverside County, when I took over, we had uh, Riverside County had issued historically since the beginning of our uh, existence in 1893, we had only issued 3,300 permits. Uh, since I've been the sheriff in 2019, I have issued 30,000. So historically, we've issued 33,000 permits in Riverside County. Uh, we don't have one instance of any of those of those people committing a crime with that CCW because law-abiding residents don't commit crimes. That's the fact of, of CCW um, statistics. So uh, we didn't really change anything after the ruling. Uh, luckily for, for the rest of the state, um, a lot of other places were forced into it. And that requirement of giving that, that reason that the state even had uh, was taken away. And now they're trying to, to backdoor it and change the, the places that you can 
that you can carry a CCW even if you have one issued. So I would encourage all of your listeners, if, you, if, if you're into public safety and taking care of yourself and, uh, and you're, you're a fan of, of, of a law-abiding resident being able to exercise their Second Amendment right, you need to get involved with all of your legislative officials in California because they are trying to eliminate most places in the state where you can carry a CCW, which basically negates the fact that you even have one. Uh, so so you're encouraging people to get CCW. 100%. And I've been carrying for about eight years. I've renewed it, I think, three times, maybe four times. Um, I have never pulled it on anybody. Um, I've pulled it out. I've pulled it onto my onto my uh, onto my lap when I'm in a car when I felt a little threatened, you know, and I've got it got on my side and I've pulled it onto my lap. So I have it right there. But I've never I've never actually shown it to anybody. But, you know, you you get in positions. It just it's just nice to have it when you need it. And the only time I've actually discharged has been at the range. Um, but uh, uh, I think the whole program in getting getting licensed gives you some good training and keeps your i think the biggest most important thing is the thought process so you so you use it so you use your ccw responsibly absolutely okay any last words for uh riverside county oh thanks for thanks for having me on and i appreciate everyone's support from the community and i'm just asking you to keep it coming i'm going to be here as long as you'll have me and for those of you in uh, la county and orange county and ventura county uh, and San Bernardino, uh, sorry you don't have Chad Bianco as your sheriff, but uh, take this information and uh, help us help us uh, spread the spread the news and let's take our let's take our state back. Hey, anyway, I won't I'll be gone for two weeks. Scott McFeed's going to be sitting in for the next two weeks after this, and then I will be back the 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 following week after that. So, uh, uh, everybody, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you in three weeks.